the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so it's a blow to the Democrats. Take it easy, Kamala Harris. Nobody's talking about your past tramp. We're talking about the new Speaker of the House. Surprisingly refreshing. I so expected a corporatist piece of dung like Kevin McCarthy or Emer, Tom Emer, which... That 10 minutes of spotlight was way too much for me. Go back into the closet, Tom Emer. See you in the forest. In the meantime, what we have is an opportunity to change the trajectory. Because the nice thing about Mike Johnson is he knows this is not just a premiere for Rain Man 2. We have had troops in the region since 9-11 to go after ISIS and prevent it's re- re- re-emergence in, in both. Anyway. Well, really, Raymond? In the meantime, what, what were they doing when Hamas killed I don't know how many people and decapitated? But what were our guys doing? Were they defending themselves? Because you've been lying to the American people in the world about how they've been under attack from the Houthis. Not the blowfish. These are the Houthis who are like Hamas, except they use a deodorant stick under their left armpit. And that's the only difference. It's the same Ali Ali oxen-free Aloha snack bar morons. Morons. And that's what needs to be eradicated. Now, who's going to do it? It isn't going to be Mr. Xi Jinping in the Himalayas in the 17,000 feet. You see, for anybody who's never gone to Villa Scalabrini, once people start losing their mind, they only remember like five stories. But the fact is that... uh I have uh, met with uh, Xi Jinping more than any other world leader has. Uh-huh. I've had over 68 hours of private meetings, just he and I, with simultaneous interpreters. Start- now, see, this is the part where it's a confession of sorts, because he's a traitor, a traitor, a saboteur to our country. He has received hundreds of millions of dollars from the Chinese Communist Party. He's a traitor, and this is a confession of sorts. However, the Democrats don't care because they have a Hamas caucus right in Washington, D.C. Starting back when I was vice president because it wasn't appropriate for a president of the United States to be meeting with the vice president. So I traveled 17,000 miles with him. And I've subsequently, in addition to that 68 hours, I've also had another, they tell me they keep meticulous contact. As I, another, I think, 12, 15 hours of discussions. Just he and I. Ten minutes to Wapner. Ten minutes to Wapner. And in the meantime, Kevin McCarthy... And 60% of the step-and-fetch low-life Republicans keep quiet. Now, why do they keep quiet, Squirrel? Why? Why? You see, this is the part that 
the Republicans get mad because I see you corporatist whores like I see the short in the pants mafia that destroyed my great city. I see you and your club for growth and your congressional leadership fund. Two hundred and sixty seven million dollars at the direction of one whore. Now, with that money, Kevin McCarthy, John Boehner, Paul Ryan were able to flip Republican Tea Party guys like Adam Kinzinger. Me, what what a wretched piece of garbage. I understand for the first time in his life, though, he's got a job. Yeah, he's a bagman, pimp, lobbyist, and he's raking it in. Do you think he's got the 9-11 yet? Probably. Concerns about his ability to get the 217 votes he will need to be elected Speaker of the House. That's because there are 44 votes. Who oh, voted- this is the, the CNN reporter. Let's just go right into Adam Kinzinger, the perfect example of an Illinois Republican and why you should never support the Illinois Republican Party writ large. First, I just want to bring in now CNN senior political commentator Adam Kinzinger. He's a former Republican congressman himself. He was also on the House January 6th committee uh, to react, uh, Adam, to uh, everything that you just heard Manu say. They cannot come up with a speaker. And, And I want to just add one more factor in here, too. All of the last... This child who's pretending to be a reporter. What was the other guy's name? Manu. Manu and the child. Together, together they have an IQ of maybe 90. And that's all you have. So Adam Kinzinger in this television little uh, expose is actually the smartest one in the panel. A few candidates who were just up tonight, uh, they all voted to not certify the last election. Uh, And uh, this is where things stand right now. What do you make of it all? Well, let me first off say it's a good night to be a former Republican member of Congress, because otherwise you're going to be up till 10 o'clock and continuing to battle each other. That's your complaint, child. This is for all of the people who think congressmen do anything. He doesn't want to stay up till 10 o'clock. See, if he was a man, he'd be lucky if he could sleep till 2.30 in the morning, worrying about the climate and the conditions of this country and the economy and paying for things. But he's a child like so many of the other children. And what Adam Kinzinger likes is that now he's a lobbyist, raking in millions. Sure, on the books, he'll only pay taxes on maybe whatever the tax bracket is, 300000 But all the Porsches and all the money bought for him by the Congressional Leadership Fund and the Club for Growth and the Republican version of George Soros, that's going to keep him complacent. And with that, with that gel in his hair. Here's the thing I think people need to understand. What this division that you're seeing playing out in public actually isn't new. My entire time in Congress, this was a dynamic that existed within the GOP conference. The difference is the we'll call them the moderates for the sake of argument, the people that are kind of like, you know, let's work together as a team. They're actually standing up and fighting back for the first time ever. If you think back 12 years to anything the Republican majority since 2010 tried to do, there was always a group of people that was, you know, taking it down. You look at the Obamacare repeal and replace bill, which I actually think the one we had created was good until the far right came in and said, no, we want to make sure there's no protection for pre-existing conditions. They're always none of that's true. They never had any intention of repeal and replace. And this two-bit whore ran every two years under the same phony Tea Party bull dung that he was running against. And what he did is became rich because this child could have never made money in the real world. He would have been a bust out if there wasn't this, this, this stream of 
open and notorious bribery that's legal because the slip and fall dirty rat lawyers made it legal. And that's what you saw, hopefully, hopefully go to a knee today. Because Kevin McCarthy and Emer, they are the same as John Boehner and Paul Ryan and that other little toddler with the bow tie that talking mannequin, whatever the hell his name was. And there's about 60% of the Republicans, maybe 70, who are all in on this scam. Tried to scuttle this process. He got, at first, 30-some-odd people and then 40-some-odd people to vote for him. And the McCarthy objective was to block any other candidate from being able to assume the speakership. And after a while, that became evident. McCarthy scuttled Scalise. He ultimately scuttled Jordan. He ultimately scuttled Emmer. And at the end of the day, the universal appeal of Mike Johnson was too strong for him to oppose. Hours ago, Congressman Molinaro of New York stood up and made a unanimous consent request after Mr. Emmer had pulled out for us at that exact moment to take a roll call vote on Mike Johnson. And guess which member of Congress objected to that unanimous consent request? Kevin McCarthy. Because he hadn't figured out a way to sabotage Mike Johnson. Mike is And if you think he's alone... Before they brought in Illinois' very own traitor to the belief system of people who love this country, Adam Kinzinger, he revealed there's about 44 of these wannabe lobbyists who receive their sustenance from the corrupt Congressional Leadership Fund, which is just one of the PACs that is in absolute control of Kevin McCarthy, although he doesn't put his name on it. He's like Joe Biden. He uses a stooge. He just doesn't have a crack-smoking, whoremongering son. But don't worry. He's got other scam artist Republicans. For other candidates, 44 Republicans voted for other candidates. 43 of those voted for former Speaker Kevin McCarthy. And that is causing enormous tension in the room next to I don't think it's any tension. That's a blessing. That's like Joe Biden admitting he's an asset. He's a bribed asset of the Chinese Communist Party with his phony story about being grasshopper at 17,000 feet walking in the Chinese wall or whatever the hell he was doing, the rat crooked thief. In the meantime, this is an admission that there's 44 who want to be in, in on this PAC scam. And you know, it's why wouldn't you? Did you ever hear the commercials that are run by a PAC that has a quarter of a billion dollars that it raised just this year? Connections, power, money. That's Sacramento insider Adam Gray. You've paid his salary most of his adult life. His first big job, working for a senator who was indicted for bribery. Do you want to know what's funny? If you take Adam Gray's name and you put Kevin McCarthy's name in, it's the exact same story. Exact same story, except congressman. See, Kevin McCarthy's congressman who we work for, he was indicted too for bouncing checks and creating a loophole in Congress where we the people paid for it. He even went out and bought his daughter a car. The bust out. Convicted of fraud. Elected to the assembly. Special interests pay for his lifestyle, like jetting off to Hawaii, golfing at Pebble, running for Congress backed by Pelosi's machine. By the way, when Kevin McCarthy came to Illinois, didn't he go to like a fancy place? Was it Gibson's? I think it was Gibson's. You think this whore could buy everybody dinner if he was stroking the check? With a job he had? Of course not. Are they supposed to, are we supposed to think he's better than the smarmy Dick Durbin? Little Dick Durbin. Connections, power, money. For Adam Gray, it's about him, not us. Congressional Leadership Fund is responsible for the content of this advertising. See, that's that same Tea Party bull dung that Adam Kinzinger capitalized on. Same thing. And what do they really think of you and me? See, these are the Fabians versus the Marxists. 
We have an opportunity here. I'm going to give Mike, Chan- Mike Johnson the, the, the benefit of the doubt for now. But I will never give a political anything loyalty. And that's the main difference that we need to set right now. You have to make a decision. Are you going to be a useful idiot like so many of the Democrats are as they destroy the cities and counties and states and municipalities, let alone countries that they touch? Or are you going to understand that they work for us? Mike Johnson works for our belief system. And the minute, the second, the decision that he makes that goes against it, he is to be ostracized immediately. Because we've allowed Kevin McCarthy to rise to the heights where he's the one that's really in control. And throwing around a quarter of a billion dollar fund, that's going to make some difference, especially as elections roll around. And that's why they always play the let's wait and see. That's why none of them want to work till 10 at night. And they have to go home on the weekends and vacation. And we'll get to it when we get to it. Because they understand the real strength in corrupt politics is to not solve problems, but to finance them. Here's Mike Johnson in the very first thing he did as the new speaker. And listen to the lack of enthusiasm by the useful idiots, all from ghettos. Around the country. Every one of these political whores resides over a ghetto, or even worse, a Beverly Hills welfare ghetto. We, we have a catastrophe at our southern border. The Senate and the White House can no longer ignore the problem. From Texas to New York, wave after wave of illegal migrants are stressing our communities to their breaking points. We, we know that our streets are being flooded with fentanyl, and all of our communities, children, and even adults are dying from it. The status quo is unacceptable. Inaction is unacceptable. And we must come together and address the broken border. We have to do it. And the Democrats, as they said in there in white, all the tramps, remember when they dressed in white? They're not just sitting there staring at each other, waiting for Hamas to tell them what to do. And what I mean by useful idiots, what kind of adults in this country sit by, well, Rain Man Part 2 destroys my country? Nearly 55 years ago, American astronauts took humanity's first step on the moon. They sent a message forever etched in history. Quote, that's one small step for man and one giant step for mankind. It's l- it's leap. You leap. And my favorite part is he said, quote before, you stupid son of a dog. But you're a Democrat and you're just fine. I think you probably are going to get the victory through the same theft that puts your dementia ridden ass in there in the first place. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. The best thing, the best indicator for a bright future with the new speaker, Mike Johnson, is all of the scum that dislike him, all the Democrats. Illinois' very own disgrace, Adam Kinzinger, Joe Biden, and every other political who or who isn't sure if they can flip Mike Johnson. Oh, I get that. I get that. Okay. 
uh, PBS, uh, Ms. Lopez. By the way, this is a president who didn't know he was supposed to ask uh, the press for a question or answer a question. Because this is the first time in my life, and I've been a political junkie all my life, that the president so openly admits to the propagandists posing as our media. PBS, who gets their money from us, otherwise they'd be in the turlet too. You'd never hear any of these reporters' names. Mr. President, thank you. If I may, I have a breaking news question and then... Right now... In this little parade of incompetence and Marxism and fascism and mafia, there's like 30 people that are going, oh, no, not a breaking news question. Didn't this buffoon get the notes? You only ask questions. We've already gone over with him for the last 14 hours as we were shooting formaldehyde, Viagra, and B12 into his eyeballs. And Israel won. First, uh, after 22 days, House Republicans just elected Mike Johnson of Louisiana as the Speaker of the House. Johnson advocated conspiracy theories about voting machines and a rigged election in 2020. He encouraged his colleagues to join a lawsuit to invalidate the results of four states. So if you win re-election in 2024, are you worried that a Speaker Johnson would again attempt to overturn the election? No. Why not? Because he can't, look, just like I was not worried that the last guy would be able to overturn the election. They have about 60 lawsuits and all the way to the Supreme Court, and every time they lost. That's a lie. Democrats don't care because their entire existence is a lie. But they didn't lose. Uh, am I the only one that remembers exactly what happened? They, they, they weren't heard by the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is formally rejecting a handful of cases related to the 2020 presidential election. The cases rejected include election challenges by former President Donald Trump and his allies over the results in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, states President Joe Biden won. The justices also decided not to hear Pennsylvania disputes about the state court's authority over federal elections, a decision three of the nine justices disagreed with. Justice Samuel Alito wrote, quote, a decision in these cases would not have any implications regarding the 2020 election, but a decision would provide invaluable guidance for future elections. See, because what had happened, and this is where the Democrats are too stupid to understand the rules, the state legislature is who controls the rules of the election. Now, I know in Illinois it's a, uh, a, a bust-out bank fraud, Alexei Janulius with his glazed face and whatnot. But in other states that are run right, the state legislature sets the rules. This was the first time in U.S. history a corrupt court system run by Democrats like the two Cook County sitting judges on the Table of Wisdom LLC and the one who just fined uh, Donald Trump 10000 for talking. They were the ones that set the rules for same-day voter registration ballot harvesting, and legitimized fraud. So the Supreme Court never heard the four states. Those are the ones that when they shut down the count for four hours, they came up with a lot of ballots out of nowhere. We've even got some on video. So they want you to pretend that Joe Biden is a legitimate president who won. He didn't. And they're not worried about it because the fix is in, just like the fix is in in New York. There is some breaking news going on. Uh, former President Donald Trump has uh, now been fined $10,000 by a judge for violating a limited gag order. The judge fined Trump 10000 referencing a statement that the former president made in the hallway outside the courtroom in New York City. This is the case. The hallway outside the courtroom. See, what I'd like to see is hopefully one day 
Trump sue all of these fraud, fat-ass Democrats for malicious prosecution. There's a term you haven't heard. Have you heard that in the last two years? Because what we're witnessing is that the American court, the American justice system devolve into a kangaroo court and a banana republic. But there are rules involved. And what Donald Trump and all of these lawyers who are being threatened with prison, all of the women who are being threatened with bankruptcy, and all of the ones who part of their plea agreement is they can never talk about it again. Why? Because they want you to think we have a legitimate court system. Now, anybody who's ever been to Crook County knows they're just Democrats in dresses. Uh, against Donald Trump in New York, the civil fraud case that has been going on, and he has uh, been fined now. So let's go to senior investigative reporter Aaron Katursky, who just came out of court, along with executive editorial producer John Santucci, who's on the phone. Aaron, just tell us what happened. It was an extraordinary moment. Former President Trump. It was extraordinary. They fined him 10000 for being an American. The only difference is Donald Trump can pay the 10000 He's not a woman. He's not a woman who's starting her legal career. He's not somebody who's afraid to go to jail. He's somebody who understands what we're witnessing is not only a kangaroo court and a corrupt system, but what we're witnessing is malice, political persecution, not prosecution. Nick Skokie. My friend, I just want to say it's an absolute pleasure to finally get a chance to talk to you. I listen to you every day, and I think for for a lot of people when I say that oftentimes you say exactly what... And for you to use the platform to do it is just a breath of fresh air. So thank you for that. That means the world to me. Thank you. Um, here's my here's my question. So we have a Speaker of the House now, and uh, honestly, you know, regardless of how, what you think, long overdue. If you had a magic ball or a ma- you know whatever, yeah, magic ball, my friend, and you looked in there ninety days from today, because I, I honestly, I really do think that what you say is is true. 90 days from today, what are we looking at in some of these situations, whether it's President Trump, whether it's Israel? What does that magic clause tell you? I'll hang up and listen. Thank you for all you do. Brother Nick, that's going to take a while to answer, but I I, I don't have the, the crystal ball. But what I think is we have an opportunity to break the corporatism in the Republican Party by ostracizing the corrupt wing of it and exposing the dark money. What this guy can do is actually start to change the way money influences congressmen and get back to actually doing their job. Because now what they are is just policy profiteers and political prostitutes. And we need that to change. And I think we're going to see in a short period of time if Mike Johnson capitulates or if he stands for something. It's interesting. It's exciting. The good news is he's got all the right people that hate him. We'll be back after this. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Who's the black private dick that's a sex machine to all the chips? You're damn right. What a shame. You know who that is singing, don't you, Squirrel? Isaac Hayes! I mean, I'm telling you, man, I'm so glad I was born in the 60s. Do you know that Roundtree survived breast cancer in, the, I want to say, the 70s? Very rare. Shame to see him go. He was a wonderful, wonderful actor, and it was a much better time. I might watch that tonight when I go home, Squirrel, because I love that movie. i got to tell you the truth. And uh, Richard Roundtree would have been disgusted with uh, Joe Biden. I'm sure he was. Uh, but when I heard the, the, the uh, Rain Man Part 2, 
supposing to be our president. Ten minutes of Wapner. When I heard him screw up Neil Armstrong's quote. Nearly 55 years ago, American astronauts took humanity's first step on the moon. They sent a message uh-huh. forever etched in history. Quote, that's one small step for man and one giant step for mankind. <laughs> you know what's awesome about that? 80% of Democrats have no idea he screwed it up. Morons as well. But there was also a story that broke last night. Kind of interesting, I thought, and I'll tell you why. They know absolutely nothing. Nothing. And everything they think they know is wrong. This story is pretty wild. Okay. The moon may be actually older than we thought, perhaps 40 million years older. And that's what new research from Northwestern University now shows. Some rocks collected by Apollo 17 astronauts in the 70s may date back 4.46 billion years, much older than estimated by earlier studies. See, first, the idiot talking mannequin at Channel 7 said million, but it's actually billion. These are the same whores who want to tell you you're affecting the climate. They know nothing. And that explains Joe Biden. It explains Brandon Johnson. It explains every rat moron Democrat who's promising equality and the morons they can't figure out. They mean equality through poverty. Paul, Northwest Indiana. Hey, good afternoon, Sean. You have a great tagline about politicians. And Republicans are seldom right. Democrats are never right. Republican politicians can never be trusted. I apply that same standard to the new speaker. Now, I have a one question. Where was he before all this? And all of a sudden he pops up and he's got speeches written for him. Well, I, I have followed him. And in fact, I've actually used some of his clips. He has been. Thank you. He has been solid in the past. He really has. And if you look him up. He's far better than Scalise. He's okay. not even close. And and there and and Scalise also from the same area, Scal- a different district, but Louisiana. Scalise is a true corporatist whore who just bought a twelve thousand square foot house or ten thousand square foot house. He's you know okay. he's part of this cult. It doesn't look like Mike Johnson is a part of those Boehner boys. That being said. There's enough money. You're talking about a quarter of a billion dollars. You see, this is how it all works. And you have to kiss their ass. It's like the Illinois Republicans. Or they don't give you money to advertise. They don't help you set up. They, their infrastructure doesn't go to you. That's how they freeze out good people, and they get in the Adam Kinzinger scum. Because what they right. do in private, what you have to understand, Paul, and I saw it for myself firsthand, and I'll tell you what, it was all I could do not to, not to become a whirling dervish and destroy the party. I didn't want to offend whoever who, who invited me at the time. But the way that they think of you and the way that they think of people who vote Republican is is very similar to the way the Democrats think. They hate you and they think you're stupid enough to buy with taglines and that all they have to do is come out and give you that Tea Party stuff. And this was the t- early, early on when Obama didn't even win. He was he was it was close to be the nominee. And I was invited to this this event and the higher ups these fat ass pansies like the Brady's and the uh, the Durkins and all the rest of them whose all their siblings and wives are all set up in fracking businesses they make me sick just thinking about it they literally look at you and me and the people who listen to this show like we're morons and what they know is most of us are too busy worrying about our own lives our own careers to really kind of pay attention most of us have that wax on 
knowledge of it. We don't really know much, but we know something, and we already are married to the ideas that the Republicans are the good guys and the Democrats are not and all the rest of it. And the Democrats do the same thing to the people. But what makes it more offensive is they truly are Fabian socialists. And that's how they govern. So when Adam Kinzinger says, you know, they wanted it to, to be where there, more free market, what he's admitting to is he believes in government supremacy, in socialism, in the manipulation of markets and right. things and people. He believes in that because it's the only way this pig, this fraud, ever made a dollar in his life. Now he's driving around in a $150,000 car, right? You know who, you know who his wife's uh, father or uncle is? No, I, I was shocked that he was heterosexual, but go ahead. Well, no, Mike Pence. Come on. No, really. Adam, look Kinzinger, up. Adam Kinzinger married Mike Pence's daughter? Daughter or niece. Look it up. Yeah. Look at that, that tells you everything. Story. And how come it's so quiet? Yeah, let's say you're right. I don't know. We're going to check it during the commercial, which is right after your call. But let's say you're right. Why is it so quiet? Wouldn't you be proud of that? You know, my neighborhood... Right? You marry a nice guy's daughter. Hey, look at I I married Joe Matarazzi's daughter. Oh, that's a good family. They're the best. Why are they so quiet? Because they know, yeah, Paul, know. they know they're crooks. They just don't want you to know. They want you to think that they're Republicans and they're good. It's time we break that grand and old I'm, party up. Thank you, baby. I'm disgusted by him because I'm a veteran of an Air Force veteran. I'm disgusted by him. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I'm proud that you even listened to my show and you took the time to call. I mean it. So you're going to get a shirt. Well, they still have them before they're discontinued. But if they are, they'll be a collector's item. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. answer. All right, let's clarify. Paul was close, but no cigar. He did get a T-shirt, however. Adam Kinzinger's wife was a former aide to John Boehner and Vice President Mike Pence. So she worked for she worked for John Boehner and Mike Pence. But here's an interesting little statistic. Do you remember um, Trump, his allegation against little... Adam Kinzinger, the fraud from Illinois. Do you remember how he always said he wanted a job with me and I wouldn't give it to him? That's how he became a never-Trumper. Here's something interesting. His wife was actually the director of strategic media for the Trump inaugural committee. That's interesting, isn't it? So it looks like Trump was once again telling the truth. And the real gripe between the corrupt, morphodite Adam Kinzinger... And Trump is that he only hired his girlfriend. That's the real thing. And, Trump, and Adam Kinzinger wanted to be somebody. Now he's just a whore lobbyist and a sometime commentator for uh, CNN, which isn't going to get him anything. Mike Chicago. Hey, how you doing? Can you hear me? I can hear you beautifully. Okay, the reason I call, I'm, I'm going crazy. They say, oh, we can't show the pictures of Gaza. We can't show the pictures. Eisenhower made sure the pictures got out. He ran the civilian government through there to show them exactly what happened. And his reasoning was being 50 years from now, people say it didn't happen. My dad was in Europe. He didn't know that was happening. He didn't know that until he got back. So then the pictures are out there when these rat communist bastards say it didn't happen. We can shove their faces into the pictures. Mike, did you know, I have a clip on here from an Australian news outlet. I I can't find it right now, but... um. Do you know that Meta is censoring it instantaneously? Instagram censoring it instantaneously. Yeah. 
They're sensing yeah. that, and, and 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 an Australian news outlet broke the story that this is outrageous. They can't, you know, how could you do that? I mean, and and that kind of leads you to believe exactly why we're in the position we're on. Everything they do is 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 a lie. Everything they do right. is propaganda, whether it's their schemes economically or it's their foreign policy. It's an absolute fraud. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was in Vietnam. Did bad things happen? Yes. But we went out of our way to get civilians out of the way. You know, of course, of course I mean, you did. But, you know, this is they go after the civilians. That's their target. Mike, how many guys that you were in Vietnam with? Are you still in contact with anybody? No, not really. You know what's sad is uh, I, I had I, I had people close to me that were really truly affected by that war, and a, and a great deal of my political philosophy comes from these guys, who as they learned when they got home, exactly why it started, how it was started. They were mad till the day they died. Unfortunately, I don't know anybody oh. anymore that's yeah. left from Vietnam. They're all dead, and it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing the cover up that happened there. It's amazing. After I got back, I found out that they gave the guns back to the Japanese to hold it till the French could come up there. you got to be kidding me. No wonder they're pissed. I have, I have a Navy guy who was a young boy. You know, he joined, he was 16. you imagine this? His parents sang. And he was on, wow. that, on the ship that, that brought a lot of guys home. And he was told, push the brand-new helicopters into the ocean. To, oh, yeah. To, yeah. You know, I mean, when you realize the money, the profiteering, yeah. and the lies... It's just a tragedy because my uncle was never the same and my cousin never came back. It's just, it's, it's affected me ever since. And when you look at what we're doing here, it's just an enhanced version of that same lie. I appreciate right. you, Mike. But at least nobody could use the helicopters. That's right. That's right. I'm glad you made it home, brother. I wish everybody else did. Thank you. That means the world to me. Who am I going to go? I got time. What time, squirrel? Squirrel, time, time, time. Craig, I'm on Greenwood. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Sure. I was going to tell you about uh, uh, Goose and Newsom uh, buying a uh, billion and a half dollars worth of masks from a Chinese uh, car company called BYD. But, hey, just so you and your audience knows it, this guy Johnson, my brother, is very familiar with him. He stands on the Constitution solidly. He's a sincere guy. He's, a, he's an honest guy. I, mean, I think the Democrats are going to have a huge, huge headache with this guy. This guy, I think, is going to come out good. My brother assures me he's a daughter. This guy is going to be good. This, well, I hope so. You know, you've know, you got to keep your eye on your brother. Aren't you an identical twin? Hey, yeah, you're right. All right, there you go. Yeah, you know, you guys are identical twins. All right, I'll take his word for it in the meantime. And it's funny how you got in about Newsom going to China. He's in China right now, Squirrel. And did you know, just three days ago, China ran in to a Philippine, a Filipino ship, ran into it. You see, Filipino or or the, the Philippines are our allies big time. In fact, that ship is actually our ship. And they use it to um, for everything from supplies to weapons to everything. And China ran right into it. And nobody said boo. And now Newsom is over there at the Himalayas kissing the ring. Right, Grasshopper? I hope it's the ring, Newsom. I got my eye on you. Any twosome, Newsom. Mike and Hammond. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Sean. Hey, I'm reading up on this Sophia uh, Boza Holman, Kinsinger's wife, and uh, it says her, her dad is allegedly a, a corrupt political leader in El Salvador, Salvador, Guatemala. Who attempted to, who, no, it says El Salvador, what I'm oh, looking really? at. And it says, oh, it right. says uh, he, he attempted to 
bribe American and Chinese government authorities. Well, what do you know about that? Well, have you ever been to the Have you ever been to the third world? The only way they exist is bribery. It's like Chicago. No, I mean yeah, that's uh, what kids are getting married in. That's why kids are married her because oh, yeah, there's a trail money trail going to happen there. Well, at least maybe you get you know you're going to get good cigars though. El Salvador, good cigars. Hey, hey, one more thing, one more thing. I need a yeah. Jimmy Carter update. All right, still alive, still alive. Okay. Thank you very much. He will not go down. What do you think Jimmy Carter is going to be for Halloween? Maybe he's going to be Madeline Albright. Just put a wig on. And Mitch McConnell can be the grandma from the Beverly Hillbillies. He doesn't really have to do anything. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Donald Trump's... Greatest attribute in policy. Seems like it's not connected, but it is. It was foreign policy and domestic energy. They are hand in glove to a peaceful world and a successful country. He's obviously the only one that understood this. Certainly isn't Rain Man Part 2, Joe Biden. And that's why we are in World War III. We're just in the box seats. See, Donald Trump had some wonderful thoughts. But more importantly, he had wonderful advisors, like my next guest, who was a former Deputy National Security Advisor to Donald Trump. She is Victoria Coates. Thank you for joining me again. How are you, Victoria? I am well, Sean. How are you doing? Well, you know, it's it's something to watch, because for some reason, what the D- Democrat uh, supporters, the, 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 the people who are still foolish enough not to see the political mafia that it is, what they refuse to understand is when they're talking about equality, They're talking about equality and failure and poverty. And what we're experiencing is the designated platform of the Democrat policies, both in domestic energy and foreign policy. And we're in the midst of World War III. We're just sitting in the box seats. And no one seems to be panicking except for a few of us who understand the gravity of it. No, I I agree with you. And I think they, they wouldn't say equality, they'd say equity. Yeah. And the reason President Trump was so successful is when he looked at these policies, he actually thought about national security. He didn't think about foreign policy. Uh, he didn't have a lot of patience for foreign policy and for, you know, things like the United Nations, which has shown itself in such a bad light this week. Uh but he thought about what was important to the American people and that's where energy comes in. Energy is the natural partner of a strong national security part policy and, and so, you know it's funny he yeah. also the way that i see it because my, my argument against trump in 2016 was why did you bribe all these democrats in chicago so he understood the the, the <laughs> corruption in the schemes of politics and he understood that the u.n is really a front in the same way nato is and we loan these countries money and they and, and they pretend to participate with our money and the beauty of donald trump is he knew it and he wanted to expose it. But what you see with these theocrats around the world, this insane 7th century barbarism, these morons that we've allowed to pretend to be human beings as they destroy the quality of life of their own wives and their own kids and everybody who's around them. 
and you pretend that Hamas is a government in the same way you pretend the Taliban is a government or the Houthis, not the blowfish, the Houthis. You pretend they're a government. When the reality <laughs> is, these are people who only think of conquering everyone who doesn't believe in their nonsense God that's in a well, and they kill enough of us, and he comes out of the well. You're not going to reason with these people about the nuances of Keynesianism. No, and I mean, we have to understand this regime in Iran for what it is, which is a cult of hate. They hate Israel. They hate the United States. There is absolutely nothing normal about what went on on October 7th. There is nothing that would pass for a, a, a conventional military action against an actual enemy. What there was was genocide and there was hate. And all of the useful idiots who are parading around uh American campuses, and we here in Washington had the spectacle of George Washington University allowing a, a messages like Free Palestine, Hail the Martyrs, to be projected on their library last night, on their sort of temple of learning. And that is somehow permissible. They're somehow There's, condoning October 7th, and that's, that's just divorced from reality. Well, you know, I just had a Vietnam veteran call me in the last hour. And it was interesting after he called me. I thought about that conflict. I thought about so many of our other failed policies, all built on propaganda and lies. Vietnam is the greatest example. It was an act of our incompetence that blew up a ship that was lying dormant, and we blamed the Vietnamese. And the next thing you know, 58,000 Americans are dead, hundreds of thousands of injured, and, and, and only a handful of people made money. And it was a money scheme, and it achieved absolutely nothing but the changing the trajectory of our nation. But that was built on the media reporting falsehoods. Now we have the media. I, I was listening to the story. I was thinking of, of our interview today. Listen to this. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Meta is censoring Hamas's brutality in the name of their victims. This morning, we uploaded one of our videos to Facebook and Instagram and instantly... Rebel News received a notification that it was banned for glorifying terrorism. So they're literally actively censoring the American people and humanity writ large from seeing exactly what this theocracy is capable of and their nonsense. And then there was a note. Did you hear about the Hamas note that they found on the dead body? Uh-huh. I did. Shocking. Um, Here. A note newly recovered off the body of a Hamas attacker. This is what it says. The enemy is a disease that has no cure. And then it goes on to talk about sharpening your swords and all that other 7th century nonsense that allows them to beat their women. This is insanity, and it has to come to an end. Now, you know, as well as I know, that the current climate has no understanding of what's happening, and they're more interested in stealing the money. But do you think the people are kind of going to sift through the nonsense and understand we've been fighting these people for a half a century that we know of? No, I think I think the American people have a pretty clear-eyed view of what the Islamic regime, uh, I'm sorry, Islamic Republic of Iran is. I mean, those of us who are old enough to remember 1979, our, our diplomats held hostage for over a year. The people who have plotted to blow things up here in the United States who have killed Americans abroad uh, with basically impunity, injured 24 of our soldiers over the last two days, no response. Uh, these, these are not nice people. You can't reason with them. You can't make a deal with them. 
And the reason it's so outrageous what the Biden administration has done in terms of assuming obligations in Ukraine is it, it, it may prevent us from doing everything we need to do to keep the American American people safe from this scourge. And certainly, you know, I stand with with Israel. I think Israel needs to be protected, but Israel doesn't have any friends that will protect it. Uh, you know, it, besides us, and Ukraine does. And so by over-obligating us to Ukraine and accommodating wealthy European countries to do that, they've prevented us from doing, or they may have prevented us, rather, from doing what it needs to be done to keep Americans safe. You know, Victoria, on, um, on the American media, which is very very uh, beneficial to the government supremacists that it destroy <laughs> the quality of life in our country, and they're playing, and it's and and, I, and I'm going to tell you what they're beautiful kids. They're beautiful kids. These Arab kids that were trapped under under the thumb of Hamas, and I always felt this way. And when you look at the billions of dollars that this corrupt theocracy that would harm their own kids, often cases, even if they waited a couple of years till they got older, stole the money for charity, built the tunnels, a web of tunnels, used it as weapons. And these people lived in squalor. Palestine doesn't have an industry. There's no industry of Palestine where people could work and thrive. The quality of life was under the thumb of these theocrats. And these kids are gorgeous. There's no question about it. And nobody wants to see the kids hurt. But why were the American people so ignorant to the quality of life under Hamas? And, you know, you think about the issue in Afghanistan. We gave the entire country to to the Taliban, and now the women can't read. They can't go to school. They can't do anything. There is no life. Why do the American people only care when they get to kill Jews? I don't get it. Well, I think, you know, on the kids, the Palestinian kids, and I agree with you, uh, you know, they, they, it, you, you feel so horrible for them. But, Sean, there's a reason neither Egypt nor Jordan will take those kids. And right. that's because they are indoctrinated in this. All, literally from birth. The only reason Hamas or the Palestinian Authority allow the United Nations schools to, to exist in Gaza or West Bank is because the schools spew their propaganda. So those kids from day one are imbued with hate and imbued with, with you know, genocidal intentions to destroy the, the Jews, and they become almost un, un, unsavable. You know, no. you hate to say that about a child. You would hope that there would be a way. But, but UNRWA is a tool of Hamas. They are using the, you know, the schools to promote this. And I, unfortunately, if you look at what's going on, so many of our campuses, it's happening here as well. You know, Victoria, you, you, even though I, I, I completely disagreed with the insanity of what was happening with covid at least what you saw was a world consciousness of a problem. The world understood the problem. Now, I don't know what the COVID protocol was in, uh, in so-called Palestine. I'm guessing they already had their mask on with those beekeeper costumes. But the reality is, for just even though I completely disagreed with it, at least the world knew it had an enemy. It had an enemy in the virus. This is another virus. And we keep from time to time, we pretend it's not an enemy. And, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not attacking the two and a half billion uh, uh, people who practice uh, uh, Islam. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But this percentage that is a Sharia-based totalitarian despotism like no other, 
why have they been able to operate so freely in this religion? And, and, and I'll take them at their word, the salesmen who say it's the religion of peace. Okay, fine. But explain this. Explain the Taliban. Explain the Houthis and the Blowfish. Explain Iran. Explain it. And it just everybody goes dumb. No, I mean, there's, there's, there's no explanation. And I will say that a lot of responsible Muslims have stood up and said, this is not in my religion. Uh, and, you know, you've had not fulsome, certainly not fulsome expressions of support for, for Israel from, say, the Gulf. But you also haven't had savage attacks. And so that's a big improvement over 50 years ago. And I think, uh, you know, you've had some outreaches uh, with help. And so I think a lot of the Arab world is suitably shocked by by the, the savagery on display here. But how could it have become so fashionable in the United States? I mean, and I'm so concerned about what already is in our country, what is showing itself to us in these protests. In these, I mean, there was a die-in at Union Station today. Uh, by pro-Palestinian people in the heart of Washington in a, in a transportation hub. If yeah. that doesn't fill everybody with concern, I don't know what will. Well, and Victoria, they've already let them in. Did you see the stats from the Chicago public school system? 30,000 per head, five out of 100 kids can read the grade level. So if you're asking me how it became so fashionable, because you have a, an entire generation, if not three, of people who don't read or know how to think uh, and understand what they read. They're told how to think by people they think they admire. And this is how you get to this point, right? These are these are idiots that have told kids and people how to think. And uh, my favorite part is when you see the LGBTQ baristas come out for Palestine. I love it. I want to start a fun. Go ahead. Go over and try to convince these guys about how right you are to call yourself Nick when you started out life as Phyllis. Go ahead, I dare you. And uh, it's interesting to uh, to see this stupidity. Uh, but you know what's refreshing is you only really see it in Democrat areas. That's all you see. It's well, it, it, it is. Yeah. It is predominantly in Democrat areas. I guess I'd say two quick things on that. A, yes, it is a lot of folks who can't can't read. I mean, Baltimore schools are failing. We've got all this problem across the country. But make no mistake about it. This is happening at Harvard, at Brown, at my alma mater, Penn, maybe most egregiously. Uh, And on top of that, to your your barista point, Megan Rapinoe, the now retired uh, uh, American soccer star who is gay and married to a Jewish woman, is raising money for the Palestinians. I don't think that she realizes how quickly she would get killed and her yeah. her spouse would be killed at these people's hands. They they don't care. They took I mean they they killed all sorts of folks who were actually Israeli advocates for the Palestinians and they yes. killed Americans. They didn't ask for anybody's passport. And we could turn it off like a light switch the way it was turned on like a light switch. And the reality is the reason it was so quiet under Donald Trump years is because he understood the, the, the components and the ingredients that went into the problem. And if, if you realize when, when Democrats are in charge, this is the best you're going to get. Chaos, failure, corruption. This is the platform of the Democrat Party. So to me, nothing's going to get better until Democrats stop controlling the White House. And as far as the Senate, that's important, too. But when there's so many Republicans who would rather work with Democrats because of their hatred of Donald Trump, that shows you that we really need a third party. That's what I'm hoping comes out of uh, what you see today. Are you optimistic that this uh, 
this vitriol for Trump is exposing the corrupt aspects of the Republicans the way I see it? Oh, I very much hope so. Uh, and, you know, what, what we advocate for in, at the Heritage Foundation are conservative principles. And so, you know, we are agnostic on party. But if you look at the folks who are actually supporting the abomination, this huge supplemental that the president is rolling out that will link or, uh, really hold Israel uh, military relief hostage for $60 billion more dollars to Ukraine for yes. another pot of money for Taiwan, which, you know, we should probably think about, but we should think about it and debate it and look at at the merits of the request, not just shove it into another gigantic supplemental. And then there's, quote unquote, border money, which is supposed to be a sweetener for Republicans. All it is is more money to process the migrants so they can get them into the country faster. And then there's this humanitarian aid, which may go to Gaza. I mean, they say I mean, they say it's going to Gaza. So, so this, this is an abomination, and it is a challenge to our slim Republican majority in the House to say no. Yeah. This, but, but there are so many Republicans who, who, who say, yes, you know, this is great. This is how we fund the ongoing Ukraine effort, which, I, I mean, I am pretty close to thinking needs to be defunded at this point. As much as I don't want Putin to Absolutely. win and I don't want to have this conversation again in five years, but, but my goodness now you can be agnostic at the heritage foundation that's fine you know i hate both parties so i don't know what (laughs) that you call that but you can be agnostic as long as you recognize mitch mcconnell bears a striking resemblance to the grandmother on the beverly hillbillies that's all let me know what those people at the heritage (laughs) foundation think and in the meantime the other good news is that i don't think gaza has a rolls royce deal dealer the way Ukraine does, because all of their upper echelon, they're driving two-door phantoms, and that car's like 266000 and I know they're stealing my money. But we will discuss that and much more, because you know how much I love having you back. Thank you so much for making time for me. It means the world to me. She is Victoria Coates. You can find her at the Heritage Foundation. Is there anywhere else they can go to keep an eye on you? Uh, on Twitter, at Victoria Coates. I'm a little bit too active on the Philadelphia sports side, but a little bit chastened after last night in the Phillies, so I might be quieter on that topic for the next couple of days. Well, it's all Greek to me. I haven't watched sports since Michael Jordan was playing. <laughs> Thank you very much, though. I appreciate it. <laughs> Take care, Sean. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, I admit I'm a little quirky. For instance, I don't like any medication, Squirrel. Nothing. Headache, maybe Vicks in the nostril. That's it. I don't like pharmaceuticals. Number one, I don't like Big Pharma. I don't trust those rat bastards as far as I could throw... uh, Karen Lewis in her heyday. I don't like them. What I like and what I put into my body is very important. I only eat organic whenever I can. I try to pay attention to every little detail. That's why I'm very excited about my next guest. He created an all-natural way to control your blood pressure. I find there are massive other benefits to 120 Life, but I am very happy to be joined by Ira Ann Tillis from 120 Life. Ira, how are you? Uh, I'm great, Sean. How are you? Good, good. I have to tell you, I really have been thoroughly enjoying my, my product. I really do. I absolutely love it. And I see benefits like I don't eat as much. 
I feel better today. I had an unexpected walk that I had no idea. I brought my car to the car wash. I was going to wash it. The guy said, hey, you could fit me in. You know, just come back in two hours. Two hours. Wow. So I lit a cigar, and I walked for two hours. I mean, it was incredible. And when I got done, I really wasn't tired. I, I thought I would be more tired. And I'm telling you, I drink it every morning. And often I drink it at night. I, I see a lot of benefits to 120 Life. Is this uh, uncommon? Do you get a lot of people who use it that don't eat as much and have more energy? You know, it's interesting you would say that because I get a lot of people, because when people have any questions or emails, I'm the one who returns the calls. And I always say, how's your, your, your blood pressure? And most times I will hear, I don't know, it just makes me feel good. And I think that's because, you know, one of the things that our drink does is it dilates, it opens up your blood vessels. And when that happens, your whole system improves and you're going to feel better. So when you walk around or doing, you know, um, even in our drink is tar cherry, which if you work out, it's a great recovery uh, drink. So there's many things that I think will make you feel better. um, So I'm glad that you're having that experience. I am. I I love it, number one, because it's all natural. And like I said, I'm very fastidious when it comes to organic stuff. I really am. I avoid anything I can, and I don't like a lot of sugar. You also don't have a lot of sugar in it. Yeah, and not only that, we just came out with a powder, which has one gram of sugar and one gram of carbs. So it has even less sugar than the drink. Uh, And especially for people, there are 20 million people, I think, that are diabetic in this country, and they can't really have mostly any sugar. So this is one of the solutions for them, because uh, I think 80% of people that that are diabetic have high blood pressure. uh, So this is a way to help them. Now, are you seeing an uptick? Because um, I'm spreading the word to a lot of older guys who were on blood pressure medication. You don't realize how many people are battling high blood pressure. And they're just susceptible to taking the advice uh, of taking pharmaceuticals. But you've achieved this in a natural way. And how many people really, whether they're diagnosed by it or are not, really are, are suffering from high blood pressure? Well, you were, there's 110 million that's almost a third of America that, that have high blood pressure. And not only that, the world, I don't like to quote studies from the world, especially the World Health Organization, but what I will say is they said that their studies show that the, the um, high blood pressure is the number one risk factor of mortality in the world. And I think that's true. It can lead to so many bad things. So, but we can beat it. We can find ways to counteract high blood pressure unlike some other diseases. So there are some natural things you can do. For instance, like I know it's hard, but if you have snacks, get rid of the salt. There's plenty of things in the grocery that are unsalted. You know, little things like that, that can cut your sodium. My friend who's a doctor always says if if they put people in the hospital and they give them a salt-free diet, their blood pressure goes down. And and there is one of the, the great solutions. You know, you have to cut back on your sodium and salt. I think what you do is great, also. Like it's more as natural as you can be. You, yeah. you know, I'm not. I, I'm so, I'm pretty similar. I mix it. I'm going to tell you right now. I mix it. I put it in my coffee. I put ice in the in the ninja. I give it the brook, and I love it. I, I make a smoothie out of it. Have you? Do you have recipes? I don't even look. You know, I just kind of do things the way I want to do it. Do you have recipes where you can utilize both the powder and the drink? You know, it's interesting that a lot of people do put uh, the powder in the smoothies. For me personally, I mix it with like seltzer, uh, oh. you know, and I'll drink four ounces at a time. Uh, I think that's the best version of it. 
some, you know, for the powder, some people will, will drink it with water. Some people might put some cranberry juice in. There's some different things. But, you know, I might take your suggestion and uh, maybe we'll, you know, we'll put a couple of recipes on, on our website. <laughs> How many guys who use high blood pressure, uh, uh, natural alternative, and then mix it with coffee? You might want to call. Just name it after me. I think it's the way to go. Uh, how long did it take you to come up with the product? Because I've, I've been involved. I have a product that I, I, I put together, and it took me, you know, eight, nine months of trials and back and forth testing. Was it like that with you? You know, I had, I had an illness, and my blood pressure was really high. And I'm like yourself. I'm like, I don't want to take all this medication. And, it, it, you know, I kept reading about things that lowered your blood pressure. And one day I was like, wait a minute, pomegranate juice. And I'm reading the studies. Pomegranate juice lowers your blood pressure. Yeah. Beet juice lowers your blood So I'm like, if it all, and I could, because my real life besides blood pressure is in music. And I'm like, I'm thinking about this as like almost like a music recording. Like, okay, I got the drums, the bass, the vi- and you mix them together and, and you have a record. And I'm like, pomegranate juice, tart cherry, they all sort of taste, look alike. And yeah. they all have studies. And off to, you know, the grocery store I went, and I, I started mixing it together, and everybody laughed at me, and then uh, I started giving it to people. And, and, and people would come back and say, my blood pressure dropped. Not, not 100%, but yeah. I would say like 80%, and which is why if, if it doesn't work for you, I just give you your money back. There's no questions asked. And so that took about three or four months, and I'm like, wow, there's 110 million people with high blood, with high blood pressure, and there's nothing out there. There's only medication, which many people don't want to do because doctor gives you one pill, and next thing they're going to give you a second or a third. So you have to really be careful. It's so funny because when I was reading the ingredients, you know, I, my wife, I would always suffer from headaches, and she'd make me pomegranates. And what a nightmare that was with the seeds. And it, God forbid you drop a seed on your shirt, it's stained for eternity. you got to throw the shirt out. My grandmother, <laughs> when I was yeah. a little kid, eat the beets. It's good for your blood. My mother, whenever, take the cranberry. I mean, it's amazing. And it, you match it all in, and it, it, it's just a great product. I absolutely love it. And I love the fact right. you're being generous with my li- with my uh, coupon code Liberty fifteen percent not ten and, and, yeah, fifteen and, and, and yeah and people call me all the time and say I heard I heard about you on Sean Thompson so thank you you know oh, uh, I get many calls uh, with your name are you going to come to the Freedom Summit I'd love to I want to shake your hand you going to come you know, now what day is it Saturday the eleventh. You know, let me put that down, and I'll talk to I talk to Chad from you. Yeah, let me yeah just I call. I love I, you know I'd love I'd love to, to to shake your hand, and we could. Uh, I can introduce you to people. There's going to be a mass amount of listeners. You're going to love it. Try and make it. If okay, you can't, well, you can't. Let me try. Yes. Yeah, let me see if I can. That would be All great. Right. I appreciate you, Ira. More importantly, I, I, I love 120 Life. If you go to 120life.com, use coupon code LIBERTY, save the 15%, and understand you're supporting an entrepreneur from Chicago. Came up with a product to help everybody, and you're not enriching Big Pharma. Ira Antelis, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And to your audience, thank you so much, and have a great day. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The best part about that walk was Honey Bunny called me during its squirrel. And my biggest problem was, boy, am I going to have enough time to walk back? And I was lucky enough to catch a ride from a guy who turned out to be an ex-mercantile exchange trader who I casually knew, knew him and his brother, wonderful guy. And it's funny when we start to talk about 
the economy and politics. It's funny how everybody understands exactly what the intention of the dimwit and diapers and the mafia is. They understand that once people are impoverished, they become desperate, and they kind of get used to the mafia, right? Chicago, you get used to it. You got clout, I got clout. Here's another award that Chicago should wear proudly. We're number one when it comes to rats. Again, Oregon has released its annual list of America's rattiest cities, and Chicago's number one for the ninth consecutive year. Finally, finally an achievement that everybody can agree with. It's the radius city in the world. When it comes to other issues, uh, not so much. Well, Governor Pritzker announces a new early childhood initiative today. He wants to consolidate all of Illinois' early childhood programs and funding under one new state agency. Easier to steer and steal and policy front run. Now, I'm curious, does that include the, the non-citizens? Oh, right. Sanctuary. So did you just get here? All right, good. Well, I'll report to school. And the state will start spending money, and the corrupt teacher unions and the rest of it, they'll start raking it in. Today, I'm signing an executive order to get this process started so that we can have better coordinated state-funded programs. You're broke. Hey, 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 fatso, you stole the PPP money. I mean, aside from your Democrat apparatchiks, which stole it individually from the courthouses to your state workers and the rest of it. Uh, you're broke. Any any idea about the money and how do you get? Oh, you're going to raise taxes. That makes sense. More equitably allocated resources, less bureaucracy for providers, and great. You know, with an executive order, I wonder if you could uh, maybe break apart this street gang control of the once great city. A startling sight in River North. A stolen car crashes right into an upscale store as half a dozen thieves grab everything they can get their hands on. Not thieves. Democrats, half a dozen CPS students grabbing everything they can get their hands on. The good news is they can't read, so maybe they didn't steal the good stuff. I wonder, will the city's reaction be to uh, sue, I believe this was a Dodge. Are they going to sue Dodge or sue Jeep? Or maybe you should sue the entrepreneur. I mean, after all, he lured them with his store and all their trinkets and whatnot. It all happened on Franklin and Huron. CBS 2 Chardonnay Gray spent the day talking with witnesses and has the latest on this smash and grab. I got a burglary in progress at 750 North Franklin. Police are on the hunt for five to six suspects who used two vehicles to break into two River North businesses. Two? Yes, but they were. I think they were both uh, UAW products. Uh, this was a Dodge, I believe. So they've left an entire vehicle in his uh, storefront. The owner of this white Dodge didn't want to be on camera, but he... No, no, neither does he. I wonder what his insurance company feels like. I wonder, that, that might explain the increase in all of your insurance rates there in the formerly great city now. Example of Democrat utopia. Val and Terrell, it is. The owners of Flea Club have been here all morning. They see their business in shambles. Literally, glass is everywhere, and pieces of the building are inside. They- oh, this is victim two, Squirrel. This was a Jeep Cherokee. Uh, I wonder if it had the same uh, honor roll students in there. Tell me it's going to be hard to recover from this. See, what they got, Squirrel, is a business plan. It's like a prospectus. First, they steal the car. And then they uh, smoke dope in it and put on that ambiance that uh, lasts for the life of the car, even when you recover it. Then they drive it through the store and they steal the store. It's like a business perspective. 
A gray Jeep Cherokee smashed through the windows of this retail store at around 4.30 this morning in the 2200 block of West Taylor Street. Police reviewing surveillance video of a group of five to six people grabbing anything they can get their hands well, on. Well, that'll teach you to open up one of those stores on Taylor Street. But I mean, I really, I think, the more I think about this, this is clearly the fault of the entrepreneur who would lure these Chicago public school students in there. I know. The executive order is going to put kids in school more. That'll, that'll solve things. What are the police going to do? We know we got a new guy. What's his name? Snelling? Oh, yeah. Meet the new boss, just like the old boss. Extremist group, the Oath Keepers, played a big role in the January 6th insurrection of the U.S. Capitol. Uh. Nine current Chicago police officers are under internal investigation for having ties with the Oath Keepers. So you're going to investigate the nine guys in your entire department? At the same time, you ask for $2 billion in a police budget. What are you going to do about the smash and grabbing the gangs and the cartels and the, the drugs? And the, 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 what are you going to do? Oh, it's the, it's the Oath Keepers' fault. Let's sue the Oath Keepers. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America... He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me because we need a little controversy. You know, as you think about the Declaration of Independence, you realize one of the major grievances of the people prior to the United States declaring its independence was the corrupt judicial system led by the fat-ass king. Prosecutorial malice is when the court knows it has nothing, but it moves forward because of malice, not any kind of law. That's exactly what we're experiencing when it comes to Donald Trump. But I am not a law professor. The good news is I've got a hotline to a great one. My next guest is Robert Steinbuck. Professor of Law at the University of Arkansas. How are you, my friend? Thank you for joining me. Always my pleasure. How are you, my friend? Aggravated. And I'm going to tell you Indeed. why. Outside of, outside of radio, which I never thought would be my career, I, I'm a real estate guy. I'm a real estate broker. I own a small little boutique firm. Hmm. But I understand the principles and the blessing of property rights, which is what our country is founded in. When it comes to property valuation, it's very simple. It's not up to a government. It's not up to a court. It's a meeting of the minds. It's whatever you and I decide it's worth. I could tell you whatever you want. You make the decision. We're grown men. We're contract law ready. We come to an agreement. That's the deal. When it comes to lending on that, it's whatever I say it is and a lending institution does after they evaluate it. The rules are those principles. That's it. Now, government has come in and they've added some sort of regulation on some of them, but all of that has been met, especially when you're talking about banks that are very large. They have to, by law, value property, and that's it. It's funny because in politics, when the real estate is paid for, politicians can say that their assets are worth whatever they want. That's why they have those massive sways. What is Nancy Pelosi worth? As little as $4 million, as much as $400 million. Because she gets to tell you what her property is worth, as she does with a vineyard in wine country, California. Now, I just stated one. And the one I stayed at with was smaller than Nancy's. And it was worth $130 million. Yet when I look in Nancy Pelosi's disclosures, she says her winery is worth $18 million. 
No court has ever brought her up on charges. Yet Donald Trump sits in a courtroom and is being hit because he speaks his mind. It's prosecutorial malice the way I see it. How do you see it? It's absolutely. Look, uh, the, the whole thing that I find relatedly hilarious is, look, all these people are turning on him. Uh, this lawyer and this lawyer, they've got five people. They're all turning on him. Uh, so say the left, right? Oh, it's obvious that he's guilty because they keep turning on him. No, they are gaming the system. They take a bunch of folks that they've overcharged, and then they say, we'll let you out uh, with a guilty plea and a dollar fine, um, being metaphorical, of course, uh, as long as you'll testify against the former president. And um, they say, now, of course, if you testify against the former president, you're going to say this because you know that to be the case, right? So it's, the whole thing is manipulated. And, and like you say, I didn't mean to shift entirely off your no, point. No, no. Equ- equally as valid, which is so now you guys are a bunch of experts on valuation. And the problem is that you're claiming he overvalued his, his uh, properties. Mind you, mind you, not for the purpose of committing a fraud. Right. That's the key. If you overvalue and then you get a bunch of money. Hey, investors, give me a a billion dollars. Those are two different percentage. Yes. Go ahead. No, those are two different things. And the funny thing is, when you raise money on real estate, real estate investment trusts, those are actually accredited investors, which means they can never sue you for that. Because they are supposed to have a million dollars in assets and knowledge of the investments. It's a very legal procedure, real estate. It's it's a fascinating section of our country, and it's the only country that has it. And it's funny when you watch all these third world hellholes. None of them have private real estate transactions. They're all corrupt government. So if you want to buy something in Venezuela, you got to pay that corrupt whore governor, whatever of your district. That's really the intention of the Democrat mafia, because they are Marxists, aren't they? They're 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 pretty darn close, <laughs> right? Yeah. They 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 would move as much as they can to a socialized uh, system of government uh, as they can get away with without admitting that that's exactly what they're doing, right? They're, oh well, you know, the government can pay for this and the government can pay for that. Of course, the government doesn't pay for anything, right? The government government doesn't earn the money; it takes the money. Yes. So, uh, you know, after they take a hundred percent of our money, then they say, "Well, we want another fifty. There ain't no more." You know, I have to tell you, coming from Chicago is what makes it even harder to digest. Because what our city has devolved into, it's no longer a hub of financial industries, insurance industries, business, the stockyards, whatever you want to say it is. It is truly a mafia town, okay? And mm-hmm. aldermen, aldermen, they're, they're frauds. They're, they're slip and fall lawyers. And what they do is they pretend they have a law firm where they can lower your property taxes, all taking 35%. But there's another underbelly to that. They are literally stealing property through a very orchestrated manipulation of tax auction property, where it's not like these other states where you go to the courthouse stairs and they auction the property in foreclosure or tax delinquency. You never see this property. And it all goes to this underbelly. So we got a corrupt under-indictment alderman by the name of Ed Burke, who ironically Trump hired. He was Trump's lawyer for Trump Tower in Chicago. And what what he does is he puts together another side entity, called the Table of Wisdom LLC. 
And two sitting Cook County judges are a part of that LLC. And they specifically acquire tax auction property. And you get the inside deals where the city needs it. They put up a tent for the migrants. And I'm not suggesting that that's happening right now, although I wouldn't shock me. But this is what we're used to. So this culture of corruption has become normalized in Democrat areas, New York being one of them. I, for the life of me, don't understand how the court can go this far and prosecute this man on a deal in which was consummated by a bank with an appraiser. It harmed nobody. There was no delinquency. To me, court, when you, when you go to court, fine, that's what, that's what a foreclosure is. It's a court process, right? Less right. pendants. Right. This is not in default. I don't know how we got here. Oh, well, of course you do know how we got here. We got here because the prosecutor is corrupt in New York. And the prosecutor, this is the problem with law in general, is if you have someone who says, oh, the law says you're not allowed to go through a red light, um, but you are allowed to go through a green light, and then you drive through a green light, and they say you're under arrest. Well, but the law says I, I'm allowed to go through a green light. That's not what it means. It means you can't go through a green light. No, no, it says exactly the opposite. No, no, you're not listening to me, says the prosecutor. Yeah. I say it means the opposite. And so we used to live in a country that mostly, not entirely, but mostly had this ethos where prosecutors didn't just make it up. And then judges didn't just listen to what those prosecutors wanted to do because they were all in bed with each other for political purposes. But yeah. that's where we are now relative to Trump. The words don't matter, Sean, to them. The words, it, it's gobbledygook. They're it's, saying, this law says I can go after you. Show me how. I don't need to show you how. That's it. So this, That's what we're doing. Hopefully it's a stitch in time, right? Hopefully this is just right. a moment in, in, in American dark ages. In your, your legal opinion, is there a way for Trump in the future, when he's older and whatever comes, comes what may, is there a way for him to sue under this uh, malice of prosecution? Is there recourse here? Who would he appeal to? Or does New York... Do they just get to run like a third world country, like Chicago? Do they just have the authority to circumvent from the rule of our nation's law? The closest example that I can think of is you recall in Duke, uh, the, the university. Yes. There were these fraternity, a fraternity house that, uh, that was alleged to do all of this sexual impropriety, illegal action, to be clear, assault, rape, that kind of thing. And the prosecutor went after these folks and it came out. The prosecutor knew that the witness wasn't credible and he was making a political move. Eventually, they disbarred him or I think they disbarred him. They sanctioned him. And I think it was disbarment for what he did. So it's another entity, right? It's the regulatory entity for attorneys that can go after these errant prosecutors. But it's very rare. But that is a possibility. Now, Robert Steinbuck, I want to I want to go off on what you had mentioned about the the in my opinion once again prosecution of malice of these attorneys for Trump, and I'm going to tell you why. I had yeah. the 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 blessing truly and the benefit of meeting Jenna Ellis shortly after the election was stolen, and not a more wonderful human being is there. I I, I actually thought, boy, her father. I said it to her. Your parents must be so proud of you. I went home and told my own daughters, this is a a person of character and a lovely human being. In no way, shape, or form would this girl cut 
somebody off, in my opinion. So to watch her yesterday, I realized, and I did not speak to her, although I consider her a friend, I do not speak to her on a regular basis, and I didn't talk mm-hmm. to her. But I could tell from knowing her that she was under a great deal of pressure and distress as she broke down and read her legacy, what she thought her, her law career would be, and how she felt that uh, these people influenced her and whatnot. But along with her settlement was part where she could not speak to anybody in media. That would not be there if the people in power were not afraid that she would tell exactly the kind of pressure she was under. So when you look at, at, at Sidney Powell, whether you like her or not, one thing I realized is she was the lead prosecutor in Enron. Enron was the mm. biggest contributor, the biggest to George W. Bush, but more importantly, the biggest PAC contributor to establishment Republicans since Denny Hassert was in power. Is there an acceptability among establishment Republicans that this miscarriage and misuse of justice is in essence doing its job in intimidating people who would normally speak up against uh, the systemic corruption in our government? That's how I view it. I understand it's a little bit of a stretch, but have you ever heard of a settlement where the party could not speak to anybody about the settlement in media, specifically media? A settlement that both parties agree to, yeah. All right. right? So, you, so you can agree to anything. Um, the, what, the problem with Trump is that the court order, the court has ordered a, a gag order on him when he was saying something about the judge's clerk and, and, and the judge didn't like it. It's absurd. And, it's absolutely good. And, and it's really fines, right? Five thousand, five thousand, five thousand, yeah, five thousand. Right, he could right. make it whatever he wants. He could make it five million, couldn't he? That's right. That's right. It's completely unfettered and it's completely unconstitutional. If that's not a violation of Trump's First Amendment right to free speech about political matters, political matters, then I don't know what is. And that's the heart of the First Amendment. And that's what kills me about these leftists. They're all about free speech. Until it ain't the speech they like. But we've seen this all the time, right? We see it with uh, um, all of the leftist movement. They say, you can't say these words because those words are violence, you see, Sean. Those words aren't words. They're violence. Even though I could repeat them right now on your show and you and we are 2,000 miles away, but somehow I've committed some sort of physical violence on you, according to them. Remember when we were just talking about how they say, well, green light really means red light in the law because they just say it and make it up? Same thing with their definition of what is free speech. It's free speech unless they don't like it. Until it isn't. And, you know, it's funny. You wrap it up as part of these these, uh, settlement processes. So in your opinion, you know, listen, I was... I, I say this to my audience all the time. I was doing the coverage that night. We were I was on not my show. It was a nationally syndicated show called Beyond the Beltway by a wonderful radio host named Bruce Dumont. We were interviewing a California statistician about the lead that Trump had. This is right before they shut down the count. He had basically said to us that Barring a mathematical, uh, virtual impossibility, he'd have to win specific areas that had not yet reported. He'd have to win overwhelming percentage, unheard of, unprecedented in election history. Well, sure enough, lo and behold, they shut it down for four hours. The next morning, that is exactly what happened. Then we had the reports of ballot harvesting. We had the, not the state legislatures, but the, the, the Democrat judges changing the rules of same-day 
voter registration and the rest of it in just these very specific areas. So my opinion is unwavering. That is it. He stole it. Done. I'm not going to be convinced otherwise. How long until I can't say it, in your opinion? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't have an answer for that because I don't know how to. You see, I've gone to law school. I've practiced law for many years. I've studied the law for for my adult life. I write uh, academic articles on the law, but I don't know how to give you advice on make believe. And that's yeah. what the law has become. Make believe. You know, I like I go into class and I say, let me teach you something. But I'm not teaching them marshmallows and and uh, whipped cream. I mean, yes. there's no there there. But that's what was going on with the left. They just say it, and therefore it's a, it's a law. Of course, that is the province of despots, be it on the left uh, of communists or on the right of fascism. They just say it, and everybody kind of looks to the, they side-eye to the left, and they side-eye to the right, and they say, yes, sir, the emperor truly has a wonderful suit, even though he's walking around naked. I believe that the politicians and lawyers have legalized bribery, and we have an unfettered avenue that is completely void of all taxation and all regulation, and all we have to do is come up with a pack, and the Republicans play at the game as much as the Democrats do. However, what, you, what you've seen, what you and I have seen in a very short period of time, is unprecedented money, billions of dollars, to be elected a president. The other problem we have is that we have complete areas of the country, like Chicago, there are no Republican judges to speak of of any kind of importance. The ones in power are party first, judges next. How do we get our country back if they have so successfully created a legalized way for open and notorious third world government bribery, the way Venezuela complains about, but Chicago and New York, New Jersey, perfected? How can we pull it back if the lawyers are the ones who wrote the laws specifically to protect this kind of bribery and this kind of systemic corruption? I sigh uh, as an answer. I live in Little Rock, Arkansas. Arkansas, you know, is a very conservative state, but Little Rock is a sea of leftists. All of the state court trial judges are a bunch of leftists, every single one. I routinely litigate gun rights cases in Arkansas, and I, I bring them typically in the, in the Little Rock Court. It's not called that, but that doesn't matter. Um, and I know I'm going to lose at, that, at the trial <laughs> level. I know it. The question is, how quickly can I get through that process and work my way up to the Supreme Court? Because it's a fait accompli that I will not win it. And the contortions that they make, I just lost a case actually in a different area, but it's yeah. against a university uh, and the, the local, I got home cooked, as we call it, the local <laughs> judge there said, oh, no, you can't bring a gun into the stadium at the university. I said, but the law says I can bring a gun in. And they say, no, you see, the stadium is really a restaurant because they serve alcohol there. (laughs) And because of that, as a restaurant, they're allowed to prohibit you. And I said, but it specifically says in the law that that prohibition doesn't apply to universities. And they said, and the judge says, that means back to... Back to red light means green light.
You got Chicago because our stadiums are nothing but restaurants either. And to get a restaurant there, you got to definitely know and, and, and grease the wheels that, that uh, operate the, the rules of that stadium. So it's really the most important thing is where you live. That's it. That's you right. can't, you That's cannot right. coexist with these Marxist mafia members calling themselves Democrats any more than Jewish people can exist with Hamas. It's really, it's, it, it's that stark to me. And when you realize Fulton County, did you see the news about James Brown? I'm a James Brown. No, it's just broke. What happened? James Brown died in like 2006. You know that, right? Right. So it turns out James Brown was loaded. I mean, loaded. But he made the mistake of existing in Fulton County, the same county that's charging Trump. They've Mm -hmm. never distributed or released his estate. They're still fighting about it. Now, he's got kids, he's got wives, and Fulton County's like, nah, we're not convinced. Here you are 14, 15, 16 years later, and you don't release this guy's money, you realize it's very important where you live, and especially when you die. Because if Democrats are there, they they will strip your, your, your carcass of every asset. That's just the way it goes. That's why it's the greatest ad is the, uh, be careful where you live, it's kind of how you're going to live, isn't it? You know, Sean, according to the leftists, you don't have any right to pass on your money to your relatives. You see, the government owns all your money, and they just entitle you to use it in certain instances. By the way, that's also the case if you happen to own a house. You said you're in real estate. Well, I've got a house. Well, I don't own this house. The government owns a house. How do I know? Because I pay them rent every year. They call it real estate taxes. It's rent, because if I don't pay it, they take my house. There's two reasons I can do radio. Number one, I'm a capitalist. Number two, I believe in the principles of property rights. That basically gives me every preparation for every segment of every day. Because the one thing that's for certain is the government that is supposed to represent us is more interested in breaking the covenant with us of those principles. And that's that's really where we're at. So the good news is I, I like that you're in Arkansas, and I'll tell you why. I need you to win the governorship so you can just retry the Clinton whores on Whitewater where they scam the old people in a real estate swindle. In the meantime, Robert Steinbuck, I know you do a lot of things. I think I know you're a guest on Fridays, but where can my people go to keep an eye on you? Uh, yeah, listen in uh, uh, at the Dave Ellswick Show here in Arkansas. That's on 101.1 FM, The Answer. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you making time. I know how busy you are, and I love your oh, opinion. Oh, it's my pleasure. All right. Anytime. I'll I'll talk to you soon. Take care. God bless. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You don't understand how much I loved him my whole life. And you know, now there's a suspicion because he had so much money that he was murdered. Oh, it's very scandalous. But corrupt politicians and lawyers of Fulton County, they've had his money all these years. What's the common denominator? Democrats. Art Arlington Heights. How are you tonight? Good, Art. How are you? Thank you for calling in. Yeah, I wanted to comment on what you were saying about uh, lawyers who are told they can't practice law anymore. We have a website in Illinois called ARDC, which represents the Attorney Regulatory and Disciplinary Commission of Illinois. The website is ARDC.gov, ARDC.com, or org, something like that. 
All right. But if you look up the name Obama on this, yeah. you'll find that there's two people listed with the last name of Obama, at least. One's first name is Barack, and one's first name is something else. Michelle, maybe, or yeah. Michael. She's anyway, the, No, it's um, Michelle. She's the bigger one, though. Go ahead. Yeah. But it says on this website if you're authorized to practice law or not, and why you're not authorized if you aren't authorized. For example, if you look up Abraham Lincoln, it says authorized to practice law, no reason, D.C. But Abraham Lincoln's name is still up there. All right. But for the Obamas, it says turned in law, authorized to practice law, no reason, turned in law license. Now, what does that mean? It means that someone was in the process of trying to take your law license away from you, trying to get you disbarred for and violating some rule. Voluntarily default. Yeah, you're sure now it doesn't mean like they missed the payment to the cartel of the there lawyers like there? Since right. before he ran for president, while he was even running for, for senator. All right. Okay, well, it's been up there you, for years. You know, there's also another scandalous thing that happened to the Obamas, by the way. Thank you very much for the phone call. Scandalous, squirrel. Did you hear about it? It turns out the 911 call made by Secret Service agents. Now, I, I traded with a guy who was an ex-Secret Service agent, and it was at that moment we, we became very good friends. And this was during the Clinton years. And you wonder how all these politicians molest interns, cut deals with Ukrainian oligarchs, when they're surrounded by the Secret Service. And then you realize they're just men. 911, the sign's recorded. Where is your emergency? We have a male drowning in the um, back of the property right now. We have our rescue swimmers. They're attempting to go out there um, right now. Uh, what's your phone number that you called in on? What's the best access? Rescue swimmer and an agent driving down there right now to get on the boat. Uh, someone came running up to our uh, back post saying that a gentleman, uh, it's just a guest of the house, um, is out there drowning. So right now, a rescue swimmer's going out there. There's a lot of missing. Who came running up? Secret Service all around the property. And you got rescue swimmers. Who came up? Let's have boat access. So what do you guys need? Do you need an ambulance or do you need water rescue as well? Um, <laughs> we need a propaganda expert and we need some sort of friendly media. Can you get us that? They didn't advise right now. Um, I would say at least an ambulance, and I don't know if they're what they're doing in the back of the property right now. I know they're getting, we have our rescue swimmer who's getting the boat right now. Um, so. Secret Service, huh? Um, All right. I would say at least an ambulance. Uh huh. I don't know what the. All right. And could you have a cleaning crew? Yeah, everybody who's just a cleaning up crime scenes could just could just send in a cleaner. We prefer somebody who doesn't speak English. Uh, Mike and Elgin. Hi, Sean. Hi, Mike. Hey, uh, uh, you're talking about the, the law license for lawyers. There's no such thing. The executive branch of the government issues all licenses, and there's no such thing as a law license. They practice through the bar, which is issued by the Supreme Court. So you really have the judicial branch watching over the judicial branch, and there's no check and balance against them. So you really got the wolves guarding the hen house. You mean to tell me you don't think Daly passed the bar? You know, after he failed four times and had this special private 
bar room where he took it, and nobody knows if it was him or somebody else that took the bar? You think that yeah. one of those days... You really? Ah, uh, you're a conspiracy nut, but I like you. That, Thank you very much, but, Mike. Yeah, you know, yeah, let me say one more thing, though, that, you know, because the bar stands for British Accreditation the Registry. So whatever their, you know, mantra is or whatever they decide they want to do, that's what they're doing, and that's why they're going after Trump the way they can. I love so. it. You know, you know what? that's one of the things I, I love about Prof. I have, a, I have a, a relative who did the same thing. Graduated, like, number one in the law class and said, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I love those kind of people. Thank you very much, Mike. Mark in Oaklawn. Sean, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I love your theory. I think you're on to something about uh, Sidney Powell and uh, the Enron investigation. She was a chief prosecutor. And Uh and I'll tell you, the the money that was donated, I think it was Jeb Bush. You know, they were the biggest contributor. And uh, those Bushes, you know, they're CIA guys. Brother, uh, that Enron, listen to me. And and don't forget their skull and bones guys. All of them. All of them. But you when know? you watch Enron, what was the guy skilling? Uh, his brother's the weather guy. When you right. watch his mark-to-market swindle, and you realize what he did is exactly what the government does with the Federal Reserve and the debt. It's, it's a phenomenal. Mark-to-market, they're making it up. It's, it, it's like how they talk about deficits and spending and how you can't un-fung un, uh, the government spending in the GDP. It is a scam that Ponzi from from hell. The Ponzi, the architect of the Ponzi scheme. Sean, He's I wanted to ask you, who did you support in 2015? Who did you support in 2015 when well, Trump so was I running? Originally, you I, I did not. I wrote not good enough who? on the ballot because I, okay. I was who well was? aware of Donald Trump's history of bribing Democrats and his his, his relationship with Hillary and Bill. I was nauseated by that. You know, they sat at his family's table during the wedding to Melania. I mean, it's a systemic problem. He did far greater than I ever thought he would. And it was with his his presidency that he won my support gradually. Number one, energy policy informed, because he understood they're connected. So he, in essence, took away all the money from these theocrat morons who beat their own women. And make him walk around. Who were you thinking of supporting, though? Who were you, who were you behind? Originally, I was really leaning towards uh, uh, Ted Cruz until, uh, you know, I started. He's a war guy. Well, Ted he's Cruz a, a war guy. Not He'll really get you a in a war, war guy. In a I, I will say this. He's a Goldman Sachs guy. There's where he lost me. But when he was yeah. arguing in Iowa against the subsidies, that's when I loved him. Because he actually won the Iowa caucus. And he told them, your whole state is running on welfare. And it was great. So I think he's great in a lot of aspects. I, you know, but I, I still like him. I, there are certain things I don't like. But when it comes to him questioning the FBI on January 6th, there's nobody better. Thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate it. But I don't love any of them. It's just who I, who I like who, at the time who supports the principles of my nation. I don't have loyalty to anybody or a party. It's through process, principle, and policy. It's a PPP. Jerry Mundelein. Oh, hey, Sean, uh, thanks for your great program. Just wanted to uh, clarify, one of your uh, earlier guests uh, had said that uh, the best route is uh, to go after the law license. The no, problem a is a caller, not a guest. Of, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. It takes a, it takes a lot of time to do that. Uh, and uh, additionally, as your uh, other caller said, uh, uh, lawyers are supervising other lawyers. It's typically the highest court in the state. But there are three ways 
that a person can use uh, to go after government abuse. One is called uh, malicious prosecution. Another is abuse of process. And the third is mandamus. Mandamus is a lawsuit where you say, um, well, this particular government official, they're not doing what they're supposed to do. So, judge, can you please enter an order telling them that they need to do this? Or alternatively, it could be, judge, they're doing something they're not supposed to do. Would you please tell them to stop doing that in a court order? So those are your what do you do if, if the judge, Joe, I love this, Jerry, but what do you do if the judge is one of the investors of the Table of Wisdom LLC? Well, that's part of the problem, depending on what jurisdiction <laughs> you're in. And you've pointed that, you know, you've pointed that out in yeah. different geographic areas of the country. And I'm sure all your listeners know that. But you really need uh, what's called a junkyard dog lawyer who's got a lot of litigation oh. experience. Yeah. And is willing to go to the mat. Uh, I love it. Somebody who's re- who's really steeped. And I've been surprised the last few years that uh, that I haven't seen this because uh, you you can go for damages. Uh, uh, and uh, me too. Those I'm are surprised. three areas. Yeah. I want I want they got they got to think of the Black Crow song. I need a remedy. I Jerry, need a remedy. You made my area night. law I, is remedy, remedy, I, remedy. And what's your remedy? So. You can file. This. You can file lawsuits. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so you, much. Jerry. I appreciate the call. I went along with you. I got the best le- lawyer of all. You know why, Squirrel? I can distract him with a sandwich. Three hundred eighty pounds of free legal advice. We'll be back, and I'll take the rest of your calls. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson Show. Hey, five sixty. The answer. AM five sixty. The answer. Man, I, did you see those scum Democrat teens that ran over the cop in Vegas? I see them laughing in court. I hope they meet Mr. Shiv in the middle of the night. Boy, I really do. Walt Northwest, Indiana. Sean, I grew up in uh, Lake County, Indiana, which is no slacker when it comes to official corruption. But I worked for over 40 years in Chicago uh, as a professional in various organizations read the Chicago Tribune and sometimes every day, and I have continued to do so, I came had to come to the conclusion there was no major institution in Chicago and Crook County that was not tainted to one degree or another by the so-called Chicago way of doing business, an elegant way of saying corruption. State, local, federal, major private institutions, they're all tainted. The, 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 the sad fact of humanity, and you see this in other countries, is the ability of human beings to adapt to terrible circumstances and to normalize crime and political corruption. Now, you, uh, you know, you see it in all the European countries, you see it in the Soviet Union, you see it all over. But one thing's for certain, when you normalize it and people brag about it, now that's clout. Isn't that power about rigging elections, about inside deals, aldermen who make hundreds of millions on the side and nobody says anything and everybody knows it from the guy who drives your car off at the car wash to your own accountant? That's when you know it's it's a systemic problem, Walt. And uh, I don't know why you still read those papers. Isn't the Sun-Times like the big as a matchbook now? How do you even read it? What do you got, those bifocal things? Well, uh, it's gotten faster and faster to read. But Walt's another element here, and that is good people who shrug their shoulders when it comes to official corruption. And if you make any comment about it, this is a bad 
situation. How can it be this way? They look at you like you're crazy. That's how you ruined a great city, great county, and unfortunately a great state that celebrates the Pritzker name. All tied to the corruption. We'll be back in 21 hours. This was a lot of fun. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.